0: Good morning, 980 CFPL Radio here, MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young. Joined across from me is Kate Lane, kinesiologist at MedPoint Healthcare Center, as am I. You're doing well this morning, Kate?
1: I'm doing very well.
0: Good. We've had a really busy week.
1: Yeah, it's been nuts this week.
0: Yeah, it's kind of nice to be able to have a bit of a change of pace and... I was going to say not work, but technically we are working right now.
1: Yeah, it's always good to see your face in the morning, Ron.
0: The thing is I love working when it's bringing about recognition and and really familiarizing people with what's going on because there's so much health news today in the world and people are often, they don't, it doesn't pop out at them. They see the, you know, cool things they want to see or the tragedies or... Mm -hmm health kind of gets buried, you know, in the middle section of the newspaper and such. So I feel like it's a great opportunity for us to talk health here on the show. Of course, we always like to talk about different fitness and health-related articles. Uh, but let's first give you a little bit of a picture as to what's happening at MedPoint right now because holiday season's uh, upon us. I don't know if I even feel comfortable saying that right now because I haven't even thought about Christmas shopping. But... Um, You know, we have a lot of people, benefits are are lapsing now. They're trying to use them up, come down, get some dietitian sessions. Uh, Sometimes uh, the kinesiologist can be covered uh, through benefit plans. So maybe you want to get a fast track on the uh, fitness this holiday season and the winter season. And Kate, that brings us up to a good point because we talked about it a little bit this week. And it's all about weight if you want to share with the listeners a little bit about what we were saying and how we need to make sure that we're making achievable, measurable goals, right, that are realistic and that we can uh, monitor as we go forward with our goals.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, actually, it was the dietician who works with us at MedPoint, um, Rebecca Vukin, she was talking about this this week with our staff, um, specifically our kinesiology staff. Uh, so basically we were talking about how weight is not necessarily the best measure for success when it comes to either a nutrition plan or, um, you know, working on your fitness and, and, you know, working out. The reason for that, I mean, for all of us, when we set goals, one of the easiest things we can do is have a scale in our bathroom, step on it every day, see how it's changing. That is something we can easily track. Yes, that is correct, mm-hmm. but it's really important to find different measures. I think if anything, don't even use weight as a measure because it will fluctuate so much on a regular basis that, yeah. you know, it can be such a negative um, thing to look at. Say, if you think in a week that it's really going to change a huge right. amount, it might not. And that can be a very big um demotivator if you you don't see
0: it. You almost become obsessed with the progress, right? Because you jump on the scale uh, before you shower in the morning. You jump on the scale after lunch. You jump on the scale in the evening. And it's almost like you'll never be content unless the needle is less than what you've marked yourself to be. Exactly. And that's a really dangerous slippery slope there because, again, Kate, just as you were saying, demotivation, right? Mm -hmm. Because once you see that... Uh, what you're doing maybe isn't translating into a couple pounds lost, then it can have the opposite effect on you. And what if those couple pounds that you gained weren't actually fat at all? What if they were lean mass, like muscle?
1: Absolutely, like if you consider it, Lean mass actually weighs more than fat mass. So, you know, if you're just starting a fitness program where you're all of a sudden introducing in all these strength exercises, you might not see the scale change as fast as you wanted because you're actually gaining muscle. And Mm -hmm. that's... You know that's why we don't think it's a good idea to use weight as a measure for success because it can be a demotivator that way right. um, so definitely using other measures like measuring yourself, you know doing a one measurement around your waist or a pl- area of your body that you want to see a change that might be a good way to see some results um coming into medpoint <laughs> and doing a bod pod, that's always good. You can see where your body composition is. Um, we also have a Fit3D scanner, which you takes away all the guessing work with your measurements, and uh, yeah. basically it'll tell you all your measurements throughout your body. Um,
0: that's some of the cool technology that we really have at MedPoint, and that's one of the benefits of coming to MedPoint because the bod pod is stuff that the NFL uh, combines use, you know, <laughs> to assess the athletes. Anytime I want to do a bod pod test, I have to calibrate that thing, you know? Anytime we do a fit 3D test, the camera's on it, calibrated, and it will give us a very accurate picture with taking the human error out of it. And the other cool um, piece of technology we have, Kate, is the metabolic machine, right? Mm. It gives us how many calories we're burning off at rest. So really, when you come to MedPoint, we work with the science. It's not yeah, we might get you to your goals and stuff like that. It's like, no, we know your numbers. We know where you're at right now. And we know with confidence that we can work with these numbers to get you to where you need to be, right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So a lot of cool technology at MedPoint. We have those uh, bundled in as uh, for performance packs. So it might be something that you and maybe some family members, colleagues want to do is all come down for bod pods get ready for the new year and then uh, get set and uh, get working at it.
1: Yeah, set some goals and a couple months later, come back in and do it again.
0: Exactly. Mm. Okay, the other thing that I wanted to open up the show with is now that we're kind of getting some more snow and I hate saying the S word, but, you know, it's it's here. We've seen flashes of it over the past week and presumably it's going to stay on the ground sooner or later for a long period of time probably three or four months, Yep. knowing our Canadian winters, shoveling the snow. You know, it's something that is very foreign to our bodies because we only do it a couple months of the year. And then we have that long break of not doing any exercise similar to that activity. Mm-hmm. Shoveling snow can be one of the biggest, uh, <clears throat> you know, th- activities that causes injury this time of the year. I, I would yeah. argue it's probably is the biggest. Yeah, for sure. And people don't warm up their muscles. Uh, They don't use proper technique. They sometimes let it snow too much. You know, those kind of people. Mm -hmm. They'll wait until the very end of the snowfall to shovel everything. (laughs) So giving some tips here, Kate. You know, you probably have a couple. I'll give a couple. My first suggestion is to get an appropriate shovel. Mm -hmm. I have one of those big scoop ones so I can move the snow easily. Uh, And then I have one of the, the smaller ones that I can scrape it off of the ground. So... Sometimes just having the proper tool for the job is going to set you up for success right away.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like say that push shovel, like one of those big ones, like you can just push it rather than having to like scoop and use your back all the time.
0: Yeah. Another tip that, you know, we would like to give to listeners is to make sure that, yeah, you stay ahead of the snow. A lot of people won't shovel. They'll say, you know what, I'm going to leave it because I'm just going to go out and have to shovel two hours from now anyway. But the more you let that accumulate, the wetter it gets on the bottom. You have that heavy stuff on the bottom. You're trying to lift a whole bunch of snow now and move it so that you can get your car out. And it's just not a good combination. So making sure that you stay ahead of the snow. Shovel, you know, once every couple hours if you can and stay stay ahead of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have any other tips, Kate?
1: Get in the gym and start working on your strength. Hey, that might be <laughs> one of the best ones. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to go to the gym. You can do a lot of stuff at home too, but you know, if you're not sure of how to do it properly um, with your form, get some help and, you know, come into MedPoint, get some training and yeah. you'll be strong to do it all all winter.
0: Get a nice, yeah. Get, get some core workouts in there because that's really where you're lifting from. Yeah. The whole core. The last tip, Kate, this is for people who want the easy way out. You pick up your phone, you dial a number, and you get a snow removal (laughs) service. Or
1: buy a snowblower.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So there are a few different options for all you uh, shovelers and (laughs) non-shovelers this holiday season. And at MedPoint, we wish you all the best. And we hope that you stay in good health. So please watch out for injury while you're on the driveway. And, of course, slipping on ice. That could be another big one. So just be careful out there. When we come back, Kate... One thing that we love very much, very dear to our hearts, coffee. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking a little bit about coffee, as well as uh, how do parents affect children's behavior in the doctor's office? Stay tuned for the MedPoint Health Half Hour, 980 CFPL Radio. Okay, I want to welcome everybody back to the program, 980 CFPL Radio here. MedPoint Health Half Hour, Ron Young, Caitlin joined across from me. Hello, We're talking health, fitness, nutrition, and Kate, we're opening up the second half of our show about a very dear subject to our hearts, (laughs) coffee. Love it. I mean, there's probably many people who might already be listening to this show on their second or third cup of coffee right now. This is true. And uh, an article came out from the Global News uh, saying that if you're drinking three or more cups of coffee per day, experts think that it's a good thing notably because of the antioxidant properties of it. Now, keep in mind, they say coffee is a good thing. They're not saying double doubles with all that sugar and all that added cream. They're saying coffee, right? Yes. So if you doctor your coffee up, don't use this as an acceptable excuse to go ahead and have another triple triple, you know, this morning. Don't. Stay away from that stuff. Very dangerous. Lots of fat, pure sugar added, bad combination.
1: If anything, work your way down on how much sugar you have in your coffee, because that'll be, you might find if you just take away sugar in your coffee, you'll see a change in your body composition. Like if that's something you have regularly, Mm. that can make a big difference in your lifestyle.
0: Yeah. Well, this was a study published um, in universities of Southampton and Edinburgh, so over across these, but you know, still very relevant to us, right? Found drinking three or four cups of coffee per day is likely to benefit your health, and they suggest that if you are drinking this amount, it decreases your risk of death by 17%. They also said people who drink up to seven cups of coffee, yes, I said seven, cut their chances of death by 10%. Wow.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I... I probably only had one day this year where I think I've needed 7 cups of coffee.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I find it eventually <laughs> doesn't taste good anymore because you're so, you know, eventually your body kind of tells you when you've had enough, I find. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting because it is saying that this is linked with a lower risk of several cancers, including prostate, uh, skin, liver, um as well as things like type 2 diabetes gallstones, gout. Um, So it is interesting to see how much you'll see a a difference in um, those who do drink coffee versus those that don't and the risk at those types of conditions.
0: Right. Well, I mean this just kind of gets put in the line of a lot of different articles and research studies that show the benefits of coffee. Mm -hmm. I mean, we always used to think, hey, just drink it in moderation and you know not too much but now I guess with all this research and and stuff it's not a bad idea to have a couple extra cups if you need it.
1: Yeah, I think it's like everything, uh, everything in moderation, right? Um, I think you still want to be aware that it is a diuretic, so you still want to be drinking fluids and water, um, you know, still paying attention to how your body feels while you're drinking it, but definitely don't feel like it's going to harm you to have some coffee in your uh, diet on a regular basis.
0: Of course. Um, So all the coffee drinkers rejoice. Please continue to drink your coffee. (laughs) Right? Um, Kate, the other article that I wanted to talk with you about, and this is something that I found kind of cool because I have kids and, you know, we are their best example of, you know, what the future is, right? They look at us and they think, gee, my dad does this, this, and this. This is probably how I'm going to be or whatever, you know? Like we shape their world. Kate, would you believe that if I told you parents who are more dramatic, more uncertain, more um hesitant in doctors' exam rooms, their kids see that behavior and will act in similar ways when they grow up.
1: Well, that I guess that makes sense when you say it because I, they like you said kids do like really watch what their parents are doing and but that's really interesting to see it in that perspective.
0: Yeah. So what they're saying in this article, this is from the CBC News, parents can help minimize children's pain from vaccinations based on how their children has, have perceived them in the past. So it's like, um, you know, if, if I went to the doctors and I got a vaccination, if my kids saw that I was nervous before, maybe I was fidgeting in the chair, maybe I gave a cry of, uh, oh, when I get the needle. And then I'm sore maybe days afterwards, they're gonna look at that experience and think, if this is what my dad went through and and that was getting a needle, I'm gonna pro I'm gonna do the same actions, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what I'm learning from. I'm yeah. I'm their role model, right? Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> maybe not. <clears throat> so, I'm sure
1: you're a great role model, Ron.
0: Very interesting though, right? Because um sometimes trying to calm the child down or or over preparing for the situation can give them anxiety and how you react um, will often dictate their reactions. Right. Mm -hmm. So just kind of, just kind of interesting stuff that came out and uh, you know, are you getting regular vaccinations? You know, we're going to, we're setting up for apparently the worst flu season that we've had in years according to, Australian stuff like that, which is, you know, they have their winter when we have our summer and such. So we use them a lot as a great indicator of our overall flu and what's going to happen. They had a heck of a time down there, down under. Wow, yeah. So with, you know, the colder weather hitting, germs staying intact longer, right, and preserved, Mm -hmm. Um, it's that kind of thing where, We need to make sure that we're protected. We need to make sure that we're guarded from things and uh, get vaccinated.
1: Get the flu shot.
0: Yeah. And now for kids, you know what they have, Kate? It's the mist, the flu mist. Okay. Not as effective, but it has been proven to, you know, cut the chances down. And again, when you get a vaccination, that's the game that you're playing. You're rolling the dice with with disease and illness, right? Mm -hmm. Do I want to have a 70% chance of not getting the flu, right? Because right now I'm exposed. Mm -hmm. So I know there's a lot of people on the fence about this, and I always say, you know, we eradicated polio. People Mm -hmm. aren't dealing with polio anymore. People weren't dealing with measles, mumps, and stuff because, you know, we were doing a pretty good job of keeping that at bay. But over the last five years... This whole free will and anti-vaxxers and stuff like that, it's garnered a lot of traction in the media. And it's causing people to not get vaccinated, which causes an outbreak like what we saw in Disneyland happen a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, measles, mumps, stuff like that, it can cause death, Mm -hmm. hospitalization. So, you know, take it from the experts. I mean, pharmacists, they study this stuff rigorously. There's doctors who spend their times in labs uh, studying epidemiology, you know, and and seeing what flu strains there are, how effective they are, what the likelihood of, is of them coming, and all they're really injecting is the you know the dead strain into your system, so that your body can recognize it and build antibodies towards it. Pretty straightforward for. Myself, maybe you, Kate, and other people who've taken post-secondary biology. But you know what? That's your choice. I encourage everybody to get vaccinated this flu season. Try and help vulnerable populations, elderly, young children. And uh, you know what? Make sure your kids are up to date with all their vaccinations for all their stuff. If you want to get vaccinated, pharmacy, right? We have the Byron uh, Kids Clinic. We have the pharmacy in the City Plaza downtown. They're doing vaccinations. I encourage you to be prepared this holiday season.
1: Mm-hmm. So.
0: Anyways, that's all the time we have for today. Kate, thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And uh, we'll join you next week for another great episode of MedPoint Health Half Hour on 980 CFPL Radio.